It's gonna be a weird one, ain't it? We're starting off talking about... It's like, yeah, here's the back-end, like, insider information what's like to work in the porn industry. Not the sleazy part that, like, financial earnings W-2 awkwardness <laughs> I had to go through. <laughs> what's a porn star's 401k look like? Shitty. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It was just funny explaining to my bank. It's like, yes, I will now be receiving checks from uh, Vivid Pictures, Brazers, Bang Bros. Yes, they're still around, it turns out. <laughs> Sir, we, we wow. saw you received some interesting checks from some interesting companies. Yes, I, I, I regret making them go direct deposit. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you... Did you change careers? Nope, nope, still in the theme park industry. Children and children and wonderment and porn on the side. Yeah. <laughs> just, all I can think of is the movie Dude Where's My Car when they point up at the I, giant woman. Daddy, I want to go on that ride. Me too, son. I, <laughs> I, th- there was definitely the exceedingly awkward night where I'm blanking on which actress it was. Me and her got pizza afterwards because it was like, hey, I'm hungry. Are you hungry? I know I'm never going to hit that, so like I'll, I can be totally cool around you people. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, what do you do like, when you're not just like, oh, I work in the theme park industry. Oh, what's that like? I'm like, I am not comfortable explaining my other job to someone who does this. <laughs> what's it like working in kids' entertainment? Very different. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. My name is Alex and I am joined with... Two mass holes who are super happy about sports right now despite this being a gaming podcast. Yeah. I know, you just had to get that dig in. Go, 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 go. So, and goodbye, I'm joined here by <laughs> Jeff and Charlie, the, uh, the Pats fans, and I am Alex Fuck the Pats Gonzalez, so... And welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 47! Holy shit, we're about to hit our 50, dude. It's, it's been so there. long since our last Super Bowl win. Two years! Oh no, two years! Two whole years! Maybe I'm only bitter because my team sucks ass and I know it, but I'm going to stick with my team regardless. The Rams? So are you going to be an L- a Las Vegas Knights fan then? No, 49ers. 49ers? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a Niners fan, and even though they blow ass and they only won like two games last year, or this past year... They're still my team, and I'm going to hold up to it. So. I think we just successfully scared off our entire listening audience yeah, by bringing sports <laughs> into this, and not in our covert, like, hockey, which is technically a sport kind of way, like, which is straight on <laughs> They sports. make video games of it. Yeah. That's yeah. in a video game once or twice. Bring back some NHL hits 2003. <laughs> yeah. Well, what we should do is we should just do a, uh, we should do a, a Let's Play with, like, some sort of, like, Madden game. We I have, have, have fun. I have, um... I have the goddamn test demo for Mutant uh, Football League on my hard drive right now. Dude, why have we not the, the done ki- that? It just came out on Kickstarter. I, I funded that oh, okay. over the weekend. But, yeah, I, I've been messing around with that, I guess, a little bit, which has been fun. It's like, yeah, Mutant Football League. This is this is what I wanted. <laughs> this is dumb. So it's Space Jam with football? <laughs> no, no. Space <laughs> Jam is Mutant Football League with Michael Jordan. <laughs> Get okay. your chronology ah. correct, man. Chronolo- 
chronologically, this this is exactly the order these two things happened. Yes. In. <laughs> yeah. This when is was the, Kickstarter founded? No, this is the. Um, when was this Kickstarter? This is a Kickstart of um, an old thing back from the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo. What? What was? I, I think it was Sega Genesis. They Maybe had, like, this football game that had like like mines on the ground. And yeah, it was like, like skeleton. It was like it was mutant yeah. skeletons and like robots in like the apocalypse football arena. It's old, yep. but like oh yeah, that's 90, a Sega game. It's a game from 1993 on the Sega Genesis. Yes, yep. that's, See, I knew it. Called it. <laughs> yeah, the, the the remake is exactly what that game should be. Ridiculous. Oh, fuck. What'd you say it was called? It's this mutant football league. All right, I'll look it up after. Mutant so, like, League ten minutes football. Mutant League football. My bad. Yeah. Mutant League football. Okay. My bad. Yeah. Now that we've justified our sports intro. Uh, what have you two been up to this week? Uh, uh, go you ahead. Jeff. Go or me? Go ahead. I'll Jeff. go. Yeah. Okay. So this week was kind of interesting. I actually like made myself play some video games because I haven't done that in like weeks. So I picked up Overwatch for the first time in a while and. There's a certain level in that game of, like, as a DPSer, if I spend more time kind of playing just, like, a little bit more cowardly and doing a little more life preservation than just going ham, sure, I wind up doing better. And I was kind of able to sit into that mentality a little better than I've been having lately. So I was able to get a couple of play of the games in, like, the short amount of games I played. I also had a really funny play where um, I was playing Reinhardt, and someone did something that bounced me up onto, like, a second story. And there was a Bastion who set up around a corner to murder my team. And I managed to fall down and put the shoulder down simultaneously. So I managed to be this falling Reinhardt that just, at, like, landed and pinned a guy to a wall and murdered his ass. Nice. So it was just this hilarious falling boulder of doom. I nice. see you there, um, enemy. Prepare to die. Yeah. Reinhardt can't jump? How the fuck do you get up there? Ah, your teammates blew me up here. <laughs> you um, thought you were safe behind cover. You were wrong. Yeah. So that was awesome. Um, I had D&D this weekend. So this weekend was like a nonstop pizza party because I went from having D&D on Saturday to the Super Bowl on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And just like the gluttony was amazing, um, the as we all know, we're actually not a gaming podcast. This is the something Wicked Studios food cast? Tell me of the food you have eaten. The most important thing. Yes. So I made like two packages of pigs in a blanket, and my uh, friend made um, wings, and they were he. They're now bottling the uh, Taco Bell hot sauces. I yes, you, no one can see this, but Alex, Alex is, is currently his like I'm not shaking sure his head at me. On. Um, but they're now bottling those, so you can get them at grocery stores. So we made our own uh, uh, baked wings, and then covered them in that, and it was fantastic. And then there was pizza and a million different varieties of chips. Because uh, when I was asked, or when I asked what food should I bring, I was told. My friend's bringing queso, therefore he now has, like, six bags of Tostitos at his house. <laughs> and his friend forgot the queso. For shame. But it's okay, because I brought salsa. Um, so did that, and that was awesome. Um, my D&D group is now, like, officially approaching the big bad, and we're in, like, the very last combat of the game, so... 
We we finally fought a dragon, like a real one. Turns out most of their what they do fly up above you and just use their uh, their flight advance to just fucking bombing run and burn your. They're ass. kind of bullshit enemies. Oh yeah, they are, <clears throat> which is what makes them very strong late game ones. Mm. Um, but this is going to be drawing this campaign probably to a close, and then some friends were thinking about starting another one. Does that mean new um, characters for you guys? Would you continue them? New characters. I will be uh, retiring this one. Um, let's see, what else? So, other things that ended this week. So, you know how every time I claim I'm the biggest nerd on the planet, I then proceed to outdo myself and reclaim my own title? Mm-hmm. Go on. So, the, you know how I have a ruby, uh, a ruby draft um, with a bunch of friends where they collect points and shit? I'd forgotten. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. So that ended this week with the season finale, um, which was really good season finale. I, um, I want to ask how you did, but I don't want to know. Well, you're going to find out. Uh. Um, so I got fourth place out of eight. My roommate killed all of us and almost doubled the next person's points because um, he wound up with two characters that just happened to be the main focus of everything that was kind of hard to predict. Um so I came in fourth place. I beat some people. I lost to some people. I'm happy. Um, then outside of that, I had or because I live in New England and shit gets cold. I had a half day from work one day because of snow. And tomorrow I'm hoping to get enough snow to also not have to go to work. <laughs> um, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, they're supposed to get like five to eight inches starting at like six in the morning. So. Damn. That's usually a pretty good start to that. Um, then outside of that, today I got to go and play hockey again, and I might have damn near pulled my shoulder. So, no more hockey next week. What? No more hockey. No more hockey. Yeah. So next week, um, I d- I can't go anyway because I have to go to a dentist appointment instead. Mm-hmm. Oh, so um, you're gonna be real but, fun on the podcast next week. Oh yeah. Well. That that won't be on Wednesday. Ah, uh, um, it's just be- I have to rearrange the hours I take off from work, mm. and I have to use them to go to the dentist as opposed to going to hockey. Um, that said, I wish I could have done it on a Wednesday because the Novocaine cast would be fucking hilarious. Yes, Jeff, I do understand what you're saying, and we'll translate for our peep listeners. Yeah, just degrade all my lines of dialogue to Kentaro from Ghost Stories, basically. Um, so. That's pretty much my week. Oh, and I played Resident Evil 7. Woo! That is finally. probably the biggest thing. Tell us! Um, how do you so like it? I have absolutely been loving the game. Um, I've been talking about the game a little bit off the cast with Charlie because he's way ahead of where I am lore-wise. I, I, I finally found all the spoilers I was looking for. I, I kept digging and found a rich spoiler vein, and oh, I just basted it. just rolled around in that filth. <laughs> So where I'm at, the game has been like, to me, it's just been all the things I wanted it to be like me and Charlie are discussing the game. So the game is scarier than most, but I don't personally find it that overwhelmingly scary. And the jump scares aren't too terrible. Um, And it, I expected it to just completely be a PT game in every way and just like keep putting walls between itself and the Resident Evil franchise. And then it starts all of a sudden having these Capcom-ass fucking moments, like what me and Charlie were talking about, where 
There are things that Capcom does that I have always viewed as like, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Which I know I'm not exactly breaking new ground with that sense, but let me explain myself. So there's one puzzle in Resident Evil 4 that is you're supposed to go through a wall, like this door, and the only way to open the door is to basically create a sun laser that fucking burns the door down. And I see you're going, who the fuck built this? Who builds a door you can only use once? It's like if you built the door to your house and the only way to do it is to blow the, your door off the hinges and then you officially don't have a front door to your house for forever. That sounds this about only right. make Yeah, this yeah. only makes sense in a Capcom game. I'll tell you who sells I'll tell you who bakes that. A very cunning door salesman. Yeah, no kidding. No, that's some Resident Evil ass Resident Evil shit at that point where it's like, I could just break out these windows. Nope, nope, dog collect these nine chicken eggs to feed into the rooster door to get the door open. Exactly. That's how it works. Gotta hatch yep. the eggs, gotta make the eggs into an omelet, gotta feed the omelet to the Leviathan so it poops out a chest. Yep. And then the uh, the other one is there is the... I'm running around this fucking dilapidated-ass shit house in the middle of fucking Fuckville, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, there's just this one door that's basically like giant, like marble beautiful door and like has all kinds of gears and shit yeah it's like this is another resident evil overcomplicated door yes i'm hung up on resident evil doors oh no like the way you they are the best dumb doors like it's there are door locks and then there's like okay so this is in theory a house yeah how do you open it oh you need nine intricate coins that when put together make a spiral that you put into the door and then rotate like it's that's what resident evil doors are what what do i need to open this three parts of my sigil like and that's how you get through it you need a raven's Um, face to open this door you have to kill a raven every time you open this door (laughs) yeah so that's that's that, and um, they so they do that, and the one that we're talking about, the way that you open the door is you have to find like a bull figurine to put into the sculpture that completes a sculpture, and then the door will mechanically like lock a whole bunch of gears and shit. No, it's like, oh, yeah. yep, we're in Capcom. Yep, I, that, I am happy. This is some Resident Evil ass Resident Evil. There are houses. There's a mansion. These doors are stupid. Yep. So in that regard, the game's been delivering for me exactly what the experience I was hoping it would provide. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good, yeah. So, uh, it's, so I've, positive so 37. I, I've heard nothing but positive things about the game, but it's always one of these things where I'm like, I haven't played it, but I know Jeff will eventually. Let's see what he thinks. He's the one that will be hurt the most by it not being good. I'll be like, <laughs> oh, you mean Capcom <laughs> fucked it up again? Well, laddie <laughs> fucking duh. I know, this is, I mean, Capcom's fucked up how many Resident Evil games between here and four? Like, five of them? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Five, six, Revelations, like... Five, six, Revelations, lot. Code Veronica re-released, I don't know, several movies. Zero. Some <laughs> movie series, I don't yeah. fucking know, yeah. Um, oh, and the last thing that I, like, thought was of note was, so the graphics in this game are really fucking good. And the girlfriend, uh, her name's Mia... At the very beginning of the game, she is absolutely at the, like, dead bottom of the uncanny fucking valley. I have heard that, she actually. Looks, yeah, she looks intensely realistic, but her mouth synchronization isn't there. 
So the game's like, it, it's really astonishingly off-putting looking at her. I, I, I have heard that in many ways this game has some new levels of uncanny valley where it's like, oh, you were so so fucking close or like that is truly disgusting that that is truly disgusting gore going on right now yeah Mm -hmm. no there's a lot of moments where like honestly the like characters are supposed to be terrifying and hideous look are are less off-putting than the character that's supposed to look human which is by definition like what the uncanny valley is yeah um so because it's like oh yeah you're just mutant and terrifying and then it's like this thing's like you're i i I can't identify what you are, and you're that makes you wrong, more unsettling. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the girlfriend, when she's being normal, is the most scary character I've encountered so far. Oh, joy. Um, in that regard. Yeah. But that was basically my week. How about you guys? Uh, Charlie, you want to go? Okay, sure. Um, so I, after making fun of Alex all last week on the podcast for being Mr. Sniffles, um... Uh, I got so I got bodied by disease. I got bodied so hard I prepared a story to explain how hard I got <laughs> bodied. A, a metaphor, if you will, like the level of bodied I got by this disease would be like if you woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and you opened the door to what you thought was your bathroom and then stepped into like a luch- like a a wrestling ring an eight foot tall Shao Kahn was in the middle of the ring and he grabbed you and suplexed you through the goddamn ground. That's how bodied I got by this disease. Like I went to bed Wednesday being like, I'm a little tired, whatever. And woke up the next day being like, Oh God, what did I do? And that lasted all the way until Sunday in some ways, actually like I, I watched the Super Bowl sipping on Pedialyte and eating saltines. And that was the oh, no. first solid food I'd ingested since Wednesday night. Like, I. There were hallucinations. Like, the podcast barely got edited. Like, I don't fully remember editing the podcast. Like, I. Oh, uh, it was. I was a fucking mess. Like, I, it's been a. I, it's been a while since I was that sick. Like, the. The poisoning that happened after New Year's to me failed in comparison to this. Like, this was... Like, ever been so sick you just lay there and cry? That was me. Yeah. Ugh. I I know that feeling. I got that with food poisoning, actually. Uh, years ago, yeah. Ugh, I don't know if this was food poisoning or not, ultimately. It was just kind of a thing. But so, um... Just, like, in moments of not... Like, I had, like, two or three hour chunks of time where I wasn't deathly ill, and as a result, I got a chance to play the um, Wildlands, or the, uh, sorry, Tom Clancy Ghost Recon Wildlands closed beta. I played it on PC and not PS4, and I regret that, because that thing did not run great. And when I checked online, there were lots of people saying, like, hey, this isn't running great. Mm-hmm. And I... So I guess I'm torn, because on one hand, I was really looking forward to that thing. I'm like, yeah, I'll try it on PC, because Alex does PC Ubisoft games, and they will play this together. I'm like, fucking no, back to console for Ubisoft for me. Like, that's a reliable <laughs> place to play Ubisoft games. This PC <laughs> bullshit, fuck everything. They broke frame rates again. Fucking Ubisoft, man. Yeah. Like, uh... 
No, but so of the game I got to play, it, I was I'm coming off really positive. Like that, that's the game I want it to be, with maybe a little bit too much open world going on, but at the same time, it's okay. Like that's what that game is in some ways, and it's really funny how everyone's reaction to that game I've seen, including mine, is this is the game the division both should have been and what I wanted it to be. And it's down to, like, no, the combat doesn't feel like shit, which is not something the Division can say about itself. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping there'll be an open beta I can try at some point on the console, because I will not be getting that... For, like, I, I, I heard plenty of stories of people being like, yeah, you fixed it, but, like, when I'm on some forum with an 100-degree fever being like, how do I fix this? And it's like, just lock your frame rate. Doesn't matter what locking your frame rate at is, just fucking lock it. Okay, I did that, and turn off all of these settings. Some of those are important settings. And, like, mess around with your resolution now. No, I'm, I'm going back to bed now. Hmm. But... So I managed no to troubleshoot while having hallucinations. Uh, yeah, like I like I said, the stuff I got to play of that game because like it was weird, just like frame rate clipping issues that were the problem. Mm -hmm. The rest of it felt pretty good, aside from the fact that the helicopters handle like planes, but that was fine. <laughs> yeah, the, the game seems cool. I I'm still buying it. I think when it comes out, so look forward to that. But so on. Um, after my disease cleared, I also checked out the new PS4 game, Neo, a.k.a. Oh, you got that one now. I, I did yeah. get Neo. I did get Neo. So, let me tell you about Neo. It is... One, I'm guessing you like it. Oh, it's 100% it's, it's <laughs> like Samurai Dark Souls, but it's like someone sat there and said... Okay, like, Bloodborne's a pretty cool game, but it's so slow. Like, man, imagine if a game was made by, like, the Ninja Gaiden guys, or Gaiden, however you pronounce that game. It's like, yeah, imagine if Dark Souls was made by the Ninja, by those guys. I mean, Team Ninja? Yeah. They should make a Dark Souls game. And, like, someone at Team Ninja HQ was like, we should make a Dark Souls game. Mm -hmm. So, like, holy fuck is this game fast for what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. But it also means you, you can get into that zen like fluid murder parry murder parry 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 murder murder. Uh, yeah, but one you have with a the controller. Shit, I missed by one. Yeah, but you have a stamina gauge now to deal with too, which makes everything insane. Like I, so imagine. I hate the stamina gauge shit. So it it works real well for that game. Oh, does it actually uh, throw over the top annoying? That game is so, like, that game because it's like, no, no, you have to go fast. But you have to go fast. What if I go fast? It gives you the ability to, after each swing, you can pop a thing that regenerates your stamina instantly. So it's like system stacked on top of system stacked on top of system. You're like, what is going on? And, like, you can okay. only play that game when you are super in the zone. It's like, you have to, like, be super relaxed and in it. To not just die horribly all the time. And it's kind of awesome in that way. Where you're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to play Neo. I'm going to sit down for like four hours. Meditate for a half hour beforehand. Clear my mind of my hardships. And then like just do some crazy shit. Like, and th that game keeps adding stuff. And there's like, it's got the Dark Souls like shortcut like brutality. Where you get past that and you're like, fucking yeah, I did that. But then you're like, oh, God, things are hard. 
Hmm. It's awesome. real cool. More on that game as I play it. I will not be finishing that game because I am that I am not that hardcore awesome at video games, but for now mm-hmm. I am digging the shit out of that game. Hmm. And I'm not sure I'd say it's necessarily harder than like so I, I guess to ro- walk it back some like that game's hard. Like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, hard. I'm not sure it's harder necessarily than those games are. It's just got more stuff going on it, and it's faster. Like, it's the... In Dark Souls, when you die, it takes a second. Like, in Neo, you can die in the blink of an eye because you fucked up. It's like, no, 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 no. You fucked up that chain. It got an opening, and it impaled you and ripped you in half. That's on (laughs) you, fucker. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the camera your enemy like it is in um, actual Gaiden? Um, not as bad. There are definitely some moments where it's like the camera could have been... The camera could have been yeah. better at certain points, but also, like, it's not It's not as fast as Gaiden. Like, it's nothing's as fast as Gaiden, though, either. Like, no game ever made mm-hmm. as fast as that game is. So I, it doesn't need to be... It, it's definitely better than that camera is, but at the same time, it's not a perfect camera either. But that's also okay. kind of going with a Souls camera, where it's like, no, no, it's this is how these work. Like this is, it is very much a in the spirit of Souls games, but like it's 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 a fan game where it's like someone's like, man, I fucking love Souls games, but I work for Team Ninja and we make fast as shit games. Guess we made this. Hmm. It's awesome. And that's got the Team Ninja level of crazy where they have, like, throwaway awesome where your character's, like, the king of fucking pirates. And it's like, we're going to mention that once and never bring it up again. But I'm the king of fucking pirates. Not important. Go kill those demons. Hmm. Nice. I'm glad to hear this game's good because we've been chatting about it for a while. Yeah, now. it's that that game's real good. I, it's if you're like me and you always wondered what would fast Dark Souls be like, and I mean fast. I I can't stress the fast part of this enough, kind of thing. Like it's oh, it's fast in the best way possible. Like this is this is the <laughs> Sonic of Dark Souls. Where you're just like dug like dig in, the wind hits you in the face, and you're like mm, that's fast. <laughs> Yeah, if you're into that like I am, you're like, okay, I'm going to die a bunch still, but, like, cool. Mm-hmm. And there's Death great... is a learning experience. Yeah, like, we, we've, we've been going on about how we want Japan to come back as a mechanic. Fucking Japan comes back as a mechanic in this game. Super mm-hmm. strong. Nice. But... So very, very crazy and over the top. Yeah. No, it's, it's what you want. You want mm. those Japanese demons being like, oh shit, Japan's gonna kill me! <laughs> you want a game that starts off with you like storming the Tower of London and a Japanese developer not totally understanding what Westerners wear to like invent their own beef eater outfit with the dumbest hat possible. But you're like, you're not wrong, but you're so not right. Like your character swinging a broadsword like it's a samurai blade. You're like again, you're not wrong. You're just completely not right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> Neo, it's 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 pretty fucking cool. Uh, aside from that, not much because I was sick and like was with. I can recount my fever dreams, but even I don't want to be aware of those. They were fucked. Mm-hmm. 
Did you play any more Nier? Um, the Nier is not out. I've played the demo a couple times, but I'm now kind of being like, okay, let's wait for the real game to come out. Mm-hmm. Have you pre-ordered it? I have pre-ordered it. That's that's. Oh, you that, have made that kind of pre- the, that, that was the that game was amazing. Amazon on my phone, getting that nice. game now. Yeah, I am a whore. Huh. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really nothing beyond that. I keep looking at Yakuza, going like, I should play you, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, Probably. I, I feel like once I'm in on that, though, I need I need like I need to wait for the summer. It will be my summer of Yakuza, mm. ah, so okay. I can sit down and truly immerse myself in whatever the fuck that shit is, too. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's been about my week. I, yeah, stuff's been happening, but mostly it's been like, kill me, please, <laughs> levels of sickness. Oh, much obliged. Yeah, like it, it came out of nowhere, and then at the same time, it was gone out of nowhere. It's like, you're better now! I'm like, oh god, it hurts being better. <laughs> Re- Charlie was hurt by recoil. <laughs> I, it's right. so, it basically, yeah, where it's like, you haven't eaten anything in four days. Deal with that now. And a stomach that's not ready to be filled with food because it's like, all the muscles are contracted in your stomach because of pain the last three days. Try and eat anything, fat ass. Oh. <laughs> Gotta go boss mode like Alex and go for the uh, gigantic breakfast burrito. That's right. After after pain and suffering. That's actually what <laughs> I did. Right. I, had a, I had a whole pizza to counteract it, basically. I'm like, nice. you recognize nice. food. That's pretty fucking gnarly, awesome. actually. That was me Monday night. I'm like, I haven't eaten anything yet. I'm so hungry, but my stomach's still like, fuck you, Charlie. Fuck you. <laughs> Ugh. But Amazing. Yeah, that's been my week since last podcast. Huh. You're up, Alex. Alright, well, let's see. I was sick most of the time as well this week. Mm. Uh, common common uh, theme. Were you suplexed to yeah. the floor sick or just sick? Uh, I called out of work on Wednesday, so I was already out of it. Yeah, Wednesday I was out, so I didn't go to work on Wednesday when we recorded last week's podcast. Um... I was, ugh, I was out. Like, I couldn't even focus, like, looking properly, because my eyes keep, like, uh, it keep, they kept hurting from the sinus attacks, so I was in pain, I was in pain for most of the time. Um, Saturday started to get better, for the most part-ish, it was still kind of, ugh, about the whole thing. Um, what else? Didn't really do too much. I kind of got back into WoW, actually. So, I kind of missed playing WoW for a while, and... I jumped back on, and so I've been having fun with that recently. So, good times have been had with that. Um, let's see. I actually put away Overwatch for a bit. Because I've really Uh-oh. gotten into playing WoW. Yeah, I've, I kind of wanted a little bit of a break so I don't, get, I don't get burnt out on it. So, I'm still working my way up the, uh, the rank ladder. I'm only a couple games away from hitting uh, Platinum, I think. So, happy about that. Uh, yeah, no, not much else. It's been pretty quiet as of late this week, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, and taking care of a new puppy, because there's a new member in the family, and we got another dog, so... You have two dogs now? Yeah. Nice, what kind? She's a black lab. Nice. Where do you fit these dogs? We make it work. (laughs) They live in the apartment with us, so... 
Keep in mind, my apartment doesn't have carpet, thank God, because yeah. it's such a fucking hassle to have carpet. We have tile everywhere. So it's easy to clean up. Uh, yeah, my, so backstory, I guess I'll fill you in on this, but maybe like about, I want to say almost two, three weeks ago, uh, girlfriend sent me a text with a picture of a dog, and she told me that some people brought the dog in, saying that uh, they found her near a dumpster. She didn't look completely like malnourished. She looked like she was kind of surviving, but um, they checked her. She was okay. Uh, no chip, nothing like that, no collar, nothing. So then she texts me, would you be really mad if I brought her home? I'm like, oh, I fucking knew you were going to say that. I just knew it. So sure enough, brought her home. Uh, she had some sort of giardia or whatever they call it, stomach disorder. So she's just eating constantly and pooping all weird. So we got her on meds. Luckily, that's the only thing wrong with her as far as we know from the doctors. So she's okay there. Uh... So yeah, she's, we needed a dog to go with Leia, because Leia kind of has a little bit of energy, and when we're not home, she kind of messes with the yard and everything else, so. Ah, uh, your figured, place is going to be destroyed. <laughs> no, they actually, once, well, once, like, uh, once the other dog has all her shots, we'll be able to let them outside during the day, so they can play with each other and not necessarily destroy the property, or at least the apartment, so. But they get along well. They play here. They, they, they're like little, you know, I, I caught them like, not spooning, but like one was on top of the other just kind of laying there sleeping. So I'm like, yeah, they're getting along now, which I'm happy for because if they didn't get along, that wasn't going to fucking work. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's been my week, actually. Hmm. Not to scare you, but I'm pretty sure I've seen Giardia on uh, Monsters Inside Me. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Or... I don't yeah. know about dogs, but it's real bad in humans. Yeah. So when we got her, uh, when they told us that she's she had Giardia, they're like, don't let her lick your face. Because if she licks your face and she gets in contact, like, you know, on your mouth or nose or anything like that, you can get Giardia. And for humans, it fucking sucks. So, oh, yeah. That's like Center for Disease Control, like, uh, isolates you bad. <laughs> Yeah. What is Giardia? So, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what this horrible disease is. I apologize. So, it's, a, it's a parasite. Oh, yeah, shit. It's a parasite. But for <laughs> dogs, it just makes them, like, shit liquid most of the time. Does for, the same to you. <laughs> yeah. But I think, like, for humans, it also just becomes somehow worse. But It's like dysentery, like, Montezuma's Revenge level bad. Yep. So you, it, It's diarrhea that you can die from. Pretty much. Damn. So pretty much making sure I don't, you know, don't Get let that. her look my face. But yeah, we'll know well, for sure was, if she's was, fine. It was great getting to have you on the podcast. For yeah, it was nice. Couple you know, weeks. Just <laughs> let you know. Luckily, though, you guys can claim that it wasn't you guys who killed me. It was Giardia. The podcast yeah. didn't. The Giardia did it. <laughs> Make sure it's so, under gravestone. The podcast but, didn't kill him. What is this <laughs> podcast? Is that one of the perks for being with something wicked? We get a. We get honorary podcast engraving? Yeah, sure. <laughs> or honorary gravestone engraving? Yes, I, I, I will engrave that myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. But yeah, um, other than that, that's pretty much been my, uh, that's been my story this week. So. Yeah. Well, I suppose it might, we might as well move into news. Not yeah, that let's we jump into that. Not that we have a ton of it to go through, really. It's a pretty slow week in the grand scheme of things. But mm -hmm. start us off. Um, 
Drawn to Death, a game I have mentioned on multiple occasions, finally has a fucking release date. It's April 4th. Okay. Neat. Yeah, so if you don't know what Drawn to Death is, it's the latest game from David Jaffe, the guy behind many things you love, like uh, God of War and um, Twisted Metal. He's a bit of a twisted individual. This game has a just stunningly cool art style. It's an arena shooter, which... I'm kind of eh on, but still, it looks cool as shit. And if you haven't heard about it, go check it out. It's potentially going to be a very cool game. And I believe in mm. encouraging art and stuff I like. And I have a podcast, so that's news, apparently. Mm. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a PS4 exclusive, I believe. Okay. But moving on so. from that... Apparently, you can now turn WoW Gold into other items for other Blizzard games via the WoW token system, where you can redeem those tokens, and I guess gold in general, for Hearthstone stuff and Overwatch stuff, I believe, and Heroes of the Storm. Yep. Makes a little sense, because in Hearthstone and all those other games, it's real-world money in a lot of ways. Yep. Yeah, so... Do you guys know about the, the first version of WoW Token 1.0? It was kind of a free-to-play version, almost. Or it... Well, what it was is you could... People wanted to buy gold. And so Blizzard came out with an easy, legal way for them to sell gold to the players by selling gold in exchange for WoW time. That's what you used to be able to use the WoW tokens for. So you could make enough gold, buy tokens for your game time. And so essentially you're, you were free-to-play. Sure. The only thing is, I mean, you release something like that, and there's no accountability on bots, that you have bots running the fucking auction house and making tons of gold. So, yeah, the the value of the tokens dropped quite a bit and all that shit. Um, obviously, and the amount of gold it costs was stupid. But now, um, they're actually letting you transfer it outside of that and using it for actual currency. So, that's interesting, because you'll be able to, You can't actually pull it out as cash. Not like the old... Diablo 3 Marketplace, if you remember that. That was fucking heinous. Yes, it was. That was a goddamn mess. And it sucked. So, um, yeah. So what they did is now you can use it for other, you know, other services. Like buying chests or items and skins in Heroes of the Storm. Decks in Hearthstone and, yeah. I don't don't think you can buy anything on Diablo. So. Yeah. I think the only things you can do it with is, uh... I don't know if... I think they still do game time. So, yeah, it's, it's game time, uh, Overwatch boxes, stuff on Heroes of the Storm, decks in Hearthstone, and that's pretty much it. You can't actually pull it out and keep it as cash. Although, if you keep it in the Blizzard wallet, you can use it to buy stuff off the Blizzard store, but it's like having store credit. You can't do anything else with it, so... Sure. Nah, it's... I've always been kind of curious if they'd ever find a way to link their various games, because they're all through the battle net together and here they have yeah, yeah. and it, it's pretty cool it's a nice system of uh you know it, it's it's a nice system so yeah yeah and it's about 20 bucks for in cash if you buy one but you know the gold is worth so much more in this and that sure well moving on from that uh we're going to officially confirm that marvel vs. capcom 3 will be the ninth game at evo Oh, yeah, it's official, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's surprising. 
No, I just... Because that was the forerunner last week, right? Yeah, I just wanted to officially confirm it. I, yeah, that's a damn shame. Better games lost out. <laughs> Let me phrase. Games that are more fun to watch lost out, I guess. So this is kind of... A, this is the question I've always had is it's... Is Evo an event for... Is it a tournament or is it supposed to be a thing that sells the idea of fighting games? Because consistently the games they manage to pick are not necessarily the ones that are the most fun to watch or the ones you have to know the most about the game to get what's going on. So it's kind of a... Really? You couldn't pull any of the ones that are super easy to understand? Like, in a weird way, KI just makes sense to watch. <laughs> but... Yeah, congrats, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. You made it, or something. Ooh. Yeah. Moving on from that, though, it has been confirmed that 1-2 um, Switch, the game that will show off the variety of uh, the, the power of the Switch, has 28 mini-games in it. 28? Uh, wow. 28. Uh, that could just be going for count. Yes. I remember a lot like the Wii Sports things and stuff where it's like, yeah, this has a lot of games in them, but a lot of them are, you know, not that impressive. Yeah, that's kind of the reaction I had. Uh, but we'll know more about these games when the I get my Switch in my hands is the real answer. But uh, it seems it justifies the full retail price a little bit potentially of this because I was expecting it to have like seven or eight games, not 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's good, though. Yeah. Hmm. Moving on from that, though, um, Grand Theft Auto V has surpassed the 75 million units shipped point. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Not much more to say about that than that. It's just a giant-ass <laughs> number. Other than, hey, grats. <laughs> yeah, quite yeah, literally. The like, PC release really went well. Yes. I get the impression the con like all the versions of it, except like all the current ones, I guess. So PS4, Xbox One, and PC all still have surprisingly vibrant communities. Not that the game's bad, but just it's old enough where it's like, yeah, a lot of people still play the shit out of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so that brings us probably to our last and biggest piece of news before we jump into our main topic. Like I said, it's kind of a slow news week this week, not a ton to dig into. But the big one, E3 for the first time ever, according to various websites, I feel like it did this once before, though in a lesser form, is opening its doors to the public, meaning you don't have to be in the game industry now to go to E3. You have to have $149 lying around to go to E3 for the pre-order kind of early bird pricing. But now, basically anyone can go. How many days does that get you? It's all three, I believe. Yeah, it's all three days. Basically, it's, it's not great, access. but that's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, I mean, considering BlizzCon costs 200 bucks now, it's not bad for three days yeah. of E3. It's um, one of those supply and demand moments. They have to increase the... They don't. They have a limited supply, so they have to play to the demand. Yeah. So what I've been reading is I, I originally read it wrong, but yeah, they're selling fifteen thousand public tickets. Am I correct on that? Um, I only read an initial batch. So 
I rather well, they'll have a thousand for the initial batch. The early bird will be the the hundred forty nine dollar ones. There's a thousand of those available, and then mm. there's another uh, fourteen thousand that will go on sale after that. So yeah, fifteen thousand total. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see how they're gonna handle that. I know that they're it's gonna crash and it's gonna be so fucking bad. I already know it's going to be super bad. I don't know. Like, it's uh, the E3 numbers have been dwindling for the last couple of years, so maybe this is just kind of a if people will pay, we'll fucking let them in kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, I'm i curious what the public's reaction to E3 is going to be because the average person's only ever seen E3 through the lens of media outlets. And that E3, as much as I enjoyed going, or as much as I've enjoyed going, is not the swag fest it once was. Like, it's impressive booths full of impressive games, but it's no longer all the free stuff you can grab, or maybe this will be the return of all the free stuff you can grab because you love general public back kind of thing. I don't know. I, it's It actually makes sense in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, it's... I was kind of enjoying the fact that it wasn't a... Oh, I need all these things all the time, kind of thing. But I don't know. I, it's I, this feels like the right step. Maybe the right step a little too aggressively. Like maybe start it off with like, and the last day you can buy tickets too for seventy five dollars or something. Because the last day is garbage anyway from a press standpoint. Because your feet hurt. Yeah. And you're like, eh, I don't want to be here. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, 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 a lot of it has to do, and they mentioned it in the in the article we were reading, um, yeah. that uh, the E3 Live outside at LA Live was a huge success. I it was also there was a garbage of... last year. Yeah, but apparently it was enough that people were people were like, oh, they actually want to come and, and see the stuff. So they figured, why well, do it for free on the outside and we can just let them in and they can, we can charge them to come in on the inside yeah. instead. So, I mean, there's still be stuff outside. That's not going to change, but... You know, the nitty-gritty is also the bragging rights of being able to go inside E3. No, that's true. So, that's true. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about going this year. Actually, I'm pretty confident I want to go this year. Because last year I decided to opt out. So, um, we'll see. I don't know if I'm going to buy a ticket or if I'm going to go in. Apparently, they're... Um, I, was, I was reading that they, they actually prefer, like, Twitch streamers and YouTube channels to register as media this year. Yeah. Or something. So... Yeah, we'll see that what we can do is the real answer. Yeah. So I take it we're going. We're gonna try. We've we've gotten into we've gotten in very via various means the last two years in a row, so Okay, perfect. Well then yeah, I mean it's 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 a possibility and we'll see, but um I think it'll be interesting kinda of given given a batch, you know, open to the public, why not? Just you know, just a tip, just to see how it feels. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. only gonna be it's only going to be fifteen hundred. Sorry, fifteen thousand total public passes. The initial batch of thousand was going to are the ones that are going on sale the thirteenth, which is a Monday. So the day before that, Valentine's Day. Yep. So it's like you can either choose gifts for the girlfriend or the wife. I'm, or... I, I could make a snide joke here, but I'm not going to. Yeah. So it's like, honey, I got you tickets to E3. My girlfriend so. would shoot me if I did that to her. <laughs> <laughs> I think my girlfriend might appreciate it, but I don't know if she can get the days off. 
that's the issue. So, yeah, that that's the thing no one ever fully understands. Like, get it. Being any three is a commitment, not a bad one, but like it's the you need to be there, like there, yeah. there. Yep. So, mm-hmm. buy good shoes. I will smile and nod from my east coast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that Take kind of that, Pats fans. Yeah, what from our throne made of five co- trophies? <laughs> it's made of deflated balls. No, that's what it's cushioned with. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, that's towards the success, man. You can't ride on that thing's coattails for very long. <laughs> I, I know we're going slightly off topic here, but how good did it feel that you saw? Was it Roger Goodell or whatever his, yep. his name was? Goodell? Give the trophy. Yeah. Give the name. Give the trophy over to, uh, to Tom was, Brady. How sad. So the was best that? feeling in the world wasn't that. It was when he had to hand the trophy to Robert Kraft, and the entire Houston stadium booed him. Ah. That that was the moment. And it was the immediate switch back. It was like wrong guys holding the trophy, right guys holding the trophy now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because after they um, did all that. My roommate just goes, yeah, fuck Disney. I've been there too many times. <laughs> they didn't bring up the Disney thing at all. Are they? No one said I'm going to Disneyland. Or if they oh, did, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, switching back, because I know I pulled this off topic just for the sake of, you know, social commentary on American sports. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, sports ball. Um, yeah, sports ball. So, I already mentioned how I felt about it. Charlie, I think you shared some thoughts. Jeff, any in- insight on that one? E3, not sports. On, yeah, on E3. E3. Yeah. I mean, this is a fantasy land thing that I'm that's just like, yep, it goes on in a place that's very far from me. No, no, that's, so that's the thing, too. Um, Alex, you've grown up in L.A. Like, if you don't live in L.A., the concept of E3 is this kind of, like, mystic wonderland that, like, maybe if I'm a good boy... I'll get to visit E3 land someday. No, Johnny, you're not special enough to go to E3 land. Only gaming yep. journalists get to go there. Yeah. And then I've been two years around, I'm like, fucking yeah, scumbags like me getting to E3. <laughs> Pretty sure it's mostly populated by that. Yeah. <laughs> Truth is out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think them opening to the public is a good thing. It's a step in the right direction. I think it's going to be nice to see because it seemed like there was a lot of like almost like complaining out of E3 of like how they were feeling like it wasn't exclusive enough and it's a bit of a middle finger to that in some ways. Yeah. Um, I may be misconstruing stuff and imagining history in my own head, but I'm pretty sure that happened. No, like it also comes off the fact that like E3 last year was – it was a bad E3. Like it was a genuinely like – from a feel of the show, you're like, okay, how much more life is there in the concept of, well, E3? Like, this this as it stands will not go on forever, and this is how you breed new life into it. It's like it's the, in a world of packs and other major, like, kind of fan industry hybrid shows, but mainly packs that happens, what, five times a year now? Yeah. Like, is E3 relevant anymore? And the answer is yes, if you bring the fan element into E3 and you're like, yeah, yeah, PAX is cool and all, but 
fucking E3, right? And you go, yeah, E3. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's... They either had to go super hard in the paint on we're an industry event thing. So that's the issue I, I, I only take away from this is I really enjoy the exclusivity of this is an industry thing. Act like professionals. It's the, no cosplay. It's not a fanboy thing. Like you're, you're here because you're in the industry and I suspect that will get lost. And will I miss that as someone who got to experience it several times? Yeah. It's, there was something kind of nice about this is a serious place for the showing of video games, but at the same time, it's never totally been that either. Mm -hmm. Like, so long as there's been swag and booth babes there, which is from day one, it hasn't been a totally serious place to show video games, and you're showing video games, how serious can it be? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to find that someone else starts offering that service and it becomes like E3 evolves more into just another convention and yeah, then someone and, else tries to carry that flag yeah and that's what i'm afraid of i guess because there is something kind of nice about the industry feel of it like it's it's who's been lucky enough to go a couple times now for it the idea of you have to be special to be here was kind of nice not in a i get to be special kind of way but because it wasn't fanboys it was people there that were looking to cover specific things like you were there with a purpose, and the purpose may have been just to see all of the things, but you still mm-hmm. had a goal to see all of the things. Yeah. And not to, like, stand in line and nine times in a row to play the new Destiny multiplayer map because you have to show those fools how good you are at the Destiny. Hmm? No. Instead, you line up so you can show people how to do the uh, racing thing. <laughs> that was a fan event. I'm allowed to do that there. Oh, I was a fan of it. Never mind. I That's a that PSX. Oh, never mind then. And I didn't get back in line like some people were doing. That's the issue. Like, you can do it once and you're fine. It's when you get back in line because you've got to show them how good your time can be. Uh-huh. No. Fucking no. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Okay. But, yeah, it's so uh, since it's been a bit of a slow week, uh, not a lot of news, et cetera, et cetera, uh, there was something that happened that really wasn't news because an Ask Me Anything isn't news, but it has led to this kind of interesting topic for our main topic of this week, which is maybe we'll finally actually have something spark something, and we'll kind of extrapolate it out from there. But um, G2A, a fine reseller, and by that I mean shady-as-fuck reseller of uh, Steam Keys, did an AMA. It went about as train wrecky as you might expect for something that it's not clear if they're always legal all the time. So, um, Alex, you kind of followed this event a little more than the rest of us did. Catch us up on the actual AMA itself. Okay, so G2A, you know, I don't know if you guys... Well, they, they, they sponsor a lot of streamers and yes. all these other guys and whatnot. So um, they figured, you know what, let's, <laughs> let's go do an AMA. Let's have some fun. And they got fucking reamed. It was pretty gnarly. They were it, I give them credit. They were answering questions for quite a few hours, but yeah, it was pretty fucking gnarly. Um, they they got hit with a couple questions here and there as far as their ethics go and this and that. And uh, one particular instance, which is probably my favorite, there's a Reddit user who explained to them that um, 
So they can't just sell a key. They have to, there's a, because one of the big dramas that they have is that people will put fake keys up and sell them, and then they sell them on there, they get the money, but there's no, like, no way to verify that the keys are actually solid or yeah. whatever. So this one guy said, let's see how good the verification process is. And during the AMA, I believe, he put a key up, and the moment the key went up, it said immediately verified and said okay, and he was able to sell it. When it's, they say it usually takes him about a day to vet or a few hours to vet keys. So <laughs> he screenshotted the entire thing he did in sequence, posted it as a comment that was ongoing. Later that, di- later that day, that guy's a, a G2A account was restricted from selling. So as far as like kind of revealing the shady practices of their verification process and all of that, G2A figured, you know what, let's go ahead and just fucking either ban the guy from selling or put him on, like, super probation on G2A. Which is interesting, because they also called him out on that as well. But a lot of them were troll questions, like, you know, what's it like knowing you're a shady-ass company, this and that. And a lot of the guys jumped on there to defend, but it was a fucking train wreck. It's right up there with, um... Oh. Ah, what was it called? Ah, it's such a good AMA. Woody Harrelson did an AMA a couple years ago, and that's known as the token terrible fucking AMA on Reddit. Like, it was a fucking wreck. And I think the G2A there is kind of in league. Not exactly as bad as uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, but yeah, it was pretty bad. Basically, they just shit on him about all the shady practices, but it was great watching him try to defend everything and this and that, and some guy just kind of unraveling their shit live, pretty much, because he posted comments as, like, it was going on. So, that was kind of (laughs) cool. So, you use G2A, don't you, Jeff? Mm Mm-hmm. Explain as a user what the hell G2A is. Um, you, what? (laughs) That's a lot of question I do not have any preparation for. Fair enough. Uh, So, Um, (laughs) what is G2A? Uh, it's a merchant service, best I can tell, where I buy video games on occasion. <laughs> and they have Steam keys of all varieties. Um, some of them are region locked and stuff like that. And then I just buy them there. Fair. Okay, so the part of the reason I thought this might be a fun kind of thing to start a conversation for us is we've been dancing around. We brought it up a couple times the last couple weeks, this idea of... Games getting more expensive as countries' finances get, well, a little bit fucked. And the nice thing about region-free stuff is it's region 3, meaning you can use anyone's activation code in concept and in broad strokes. But so, uh, what do you guys know about the territory kind of popularity of stuff like G2A, the key reseller stuff? If I had to guess, it's probably super popular in Russia. Yes, it's very popular in... Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah, say because yeah. Russia is the reason that Steam updates are on Tuesdays, is because Russia is actually like the biggest user of Steam, and um, oh. Tuesdays at six o'clock are like the lowest amount of time that Russian users are on Steam or something yeah. like that. No, it's um like the, the joke about Russian hackers and video games is real because they it's. Like um, you guys, like CD Projekt Red was founded by a bunch of guys who used to crack games for piracy purposes, and they're like, "Wait, we can just make our own nice. games." <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like it, that entire chunk of Europe is big into the 
maybe this ain't totally legal sector of the buying and selling and accessing of gaming stuff, which I guess Australia to a lesser extent, but that's because they have like $100 video games there with some frequency, which fucking sucks. And so mm. part of what makes these games so, or these uh, services so popular in those areas are they're areas with complicated economies or areas that have just insane video game costs where it's like in the US we pay roughly 60 bucks for a new video game less depending on how you go about getting it kind of thing Shanghai Europe it's possible to pay the equivalent of 100 bucks and I don't mean like 100 of their whatever I mean after currency exchange and that shit it comes in at roughly 100 bucks because that country's currency is just kind of, well, fucked because of one reason or another. <laughs> and that's when stuff like G2A becomes very popular because you can get a credit card that does dollars and suddenly you're saving $40, $50 a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some pretty crazy deals there, too. Yeah, and often more because those games are undercut to hell with some frequency. Mm-hmm. You appear to be researching mm-hmm. something, Alex. What are you looking up? I'm actually looking at the G2A site. This is so, your first time going there? I've never been there before. I've Neither heard of it. for that just, matter. That's actually why I was kind of curious. What neither of you have been there? Oh. Yeah. Basically, no, you put in a game and they give you a bunch of different options for purchasing the key. Can I yep. sell my key as a Steam user or do I have to have something more complicated? I have no fucking clue. I've never tried to sell through them. <laughs> So my understanding is you you have a key, but it's just like if you bought a key off of like a gift thing, so to speak, for uh, a game. Okay. So you put the key on there, and it gives them all the content on Steam or you know Ubisoft's thing, you play or Origin or whatever you want. So yeah. you use That's your platform, a... you can search for games. Although they do have an interesting thing I was looking at, which is the uh, you can buy ten random. Yeah, ten random Steam keys for like two dollars. So it's yep. ten it's games. Supposed... <laughs> so and it's supposed to guarantee like a five dollar or ten dollar game, and uh, can guarantee very fun to do that. Does not pan out long term. Yeah. Well, all the games odd... in there were shite. Yeah. Oddly, I think it wasn't something slimmer to this. I think it was Humble Bundle who did it. They did like five random keys for X amount of dollar donation, and that's how I discovered the game that I told you about, Charlie. Fist, or is it, yeah, Fist of Jesus. So. Yeah, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they don't regret that at all. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. so I I guess, how do you guys feel about this? Maybe not G2A specifically, but the idea of, hey, this key selling industry, it's murky, because it's not totally clear where these keys come from all the time. Like, and people buy bad keys often enough where it's a known issue. I mean, as stands, I have not had the problem of... I've never bought a key that came back bad. Mm. Um, that said, I've only used the service a handful of times. It's just it's, I usually go long periods before between buying games. Sure. Um, and if I buy something on G2A... Um, or actually, they don't do bundles, but... Or I wind up waiting for Steam sales and buying huge bundles of things, or I'll get individual things off of um, G2A. Sure. Um, but I have never personally been burned. I'm sure people have. 
That said, you can use money services like PayPal and whatnot if you want to try and put a couple separations of insurance between yourself and the money. Um, no, I think the advantage is the route I've gone. I think the advantage is you're buying off the U.S. market. The other ones are a little bit more sketch. That's ah. possible. Yeah, because some of the keys are region locked, I think, or at least region specific, where it's like, hey, um, you have a U.S. key. Yeah, you don't live in a country that you can use that in. Congrats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the other well, thing you usually, usually wind up with region locked ones that are like Eastern Europe are usually the ones I see. Yeah. When I see region locking. Yeah. Um, That'd be correct. There is a bit of a, like, G2A... Um, when you check out, you have to agree that you swear for realsies that you're not from Europe when you're purchasing it because there's taxes. Yeah. Um, which I don't live in Europe, so that's an easy one for me. As some of the Japanese credit cards, so I could buy Japanese games on the PSN store. <laughs> I totally with the address I gave. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. No, nah, it's it's a thing people do so we can get Japanese games because they never make it to the U.S. I know. It's really sad. I Because they make so many great gems. I, my pet peeve is I can't use my PayPal account for it. Where it's like, no, no, I have to buy Japanese PSN cards to do this. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, I will pay real money directly to you. Please stop making me go to Amazon to buy, like, Japanese PSN cards. Yep. <laughs> yeah, They'll that just, is silly. And they just send you the code, which is even dumber. <laughs> but oh, yeah. sorry, I, I'm aware G2A sketchy, but the mechanics of the conversation I'm not as well in tuned with. No, and I haven't used the, the program like that hugely many amount of times. That's totally fair. I guess it's. Yeah. Uh, it's I was using it more before the like G2A sketch came out. Yeah. Back when they were new and baby-faced and not evil yet, they're like, "We're gonna change yeah. the gaming industry." Psych. Yeah. <laughs> Just very much like, "Hey, check it out! Like cheap video games, things I like." <laughs> no, it's, you may not have known the kid. We went to maybe graduate before you got there. We went to high school with a kid that ran a website that um. You could trade video games. Yeah, you could trade video games for a cost and. I always wonder if that's what became if that became G2A eventually. <laughs> we might know the uh, creator of G2A. I Possibly. remember that kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that became so, G2A, where it's like, this was a novel concept at one point. Man, to that kid's credit, I <laughs> wish I had his idea. That kid's fucking smart. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure he made quite a bit of money off it, too. He did, and then he blew all of it, I think. Really? Because uh, that money dried up, like, overnight when GameStop started being like, hey, we sell used games. Mm-hmm. That's fair. To bring it back to last week's conversation, yeah, like, that industry went out of the window real quick when stuff started changing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, at the same time, like, I doubt he spent, or I doubt he um actually, like... Or he didn't have much in the way of actual like cost, so it's not like he got sunk. I don't think. No, it's fair. I I probably pro walked away with what he made. Possibly, do not know, but that's beyond the. It seems this topic didn't have as much teeth as I was hoping it for. Anyone else that they gonna say before <laughs> we kind of move on from Steam key resellers or nah? 
Sure. Uh, I say I'd like to thank Amazon for making pre-ordering games cheaper. <laughs> Good lord, yeah. Yes. Oh. The Amazon Prime reward finally going back to what pre-ordering and rewarding people for shopping with you should be. Yeah. Yep. Um, I guess one of the things that I kind of want more of in the future, and G2A apparently is not doing this because I didn't realize that they were a key reseller, is I'm sure all of you are aware of all the websites out there that are for, like, flash sales. Yeah. Where there's, like, a website that's like, hey, this thing's on sale for today. And they just kind of do that. I was, or I think more companies like that should probably get a better seat up front than uh, G2A. Yeah. Mm. Ideally, eventually, because that's, you know, legitimate just finding other companies that are doing a sale, you know. Which I believe I've used that before, and that's why I have games through good or games through good old games that I wouldn't normally, because uh, good old games happen to be underselling Steam that day, um, and I think that's better behavior, and that should be a little more rewarding. Yes, yes, it should be. Well, yeah, ready to move on to mail. I am sure. I, I've been ready to move on to mail since the Super Bowl when you told us that there was mail. And Alex wanted to know what it was, and I refused to let him know because I know it's about him. Well, if, if, if someone wanted to send us, me, you, Alex, the podcast in general, an email, where would they send that? Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. And Alex, if they wanted to contact you, me, or Jeff, where would they send it? I think the address was wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Yes, it indeed Mave is. online at gmail.com. Stop confusing people. It again is wickedawesomecast <laughs> at gmail.com. And if you send email in, we might read it on the air like this. So, let me reposition my monitor quickly. Sorry. That's... Are we sending Alex Himalayan bear monkeys? No, not quite Himalayan bear monkeys. We're getting to Alex's specific one last. Uh, okay. This one comes in from some, uh, from Patrick, and our subject is, where's the metal? Where is it? Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, it's been a long time since the topic of, the, uh, of metal, or the metal, as Charlie seems to occasionally call it, has come up on the podcast. What gives? Also, the musicless playthrough of Brutal Legend Charlie mentioned sounds like a terrible yet awesome idea. But only if Charlie sings what songs are supposed to play during the specific parts of the game. I'm sure he knows which ones match which parts. I mm -hmm. do. I've been given this. I've been giving this more thought lately. In all honesty, but more importantly, I just no one's come to town. I've seen lately when it comes to that stuff, and no new bands popped up on my radar. So I haven't had anything to talk to Jeff about. And Alex listens to Lady Gaga, whatever the fuck he listens to. So. We've had a lull in the metal talk lately. I think probably the most recent one is I suggested you check out the band The Gazette. I totally forgot to check them out. Yeah, yeah. so there's your metal update. The yes. band The Gazette's good, uh, according to Jeff, if you're into, like, J-Rock and that kind of stuff. You got any metalhead um, suggestions for us, Alex? You know, I'm not really, like, a big metal guy. Like, I know, I know. How did you I, get I on this podcast? Say. I was going to say, I'm the perfect candidate for this podcast, right? Um, no, you know, I. it's weird. I never really, I mean, I, I enjoyed some metal, like, you know, and you're going to fucking hate me for saying this, but, like, I, I liked, like, the Panteras, the Metallicas, like, I don't know if you want to call that. Original thrash Nothing bands, wrong with fine. classic rock. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. 
But like, but, I mean, that's what I kind of enjoy. I, I was yeah, a Pantera's huge... classic rock. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I was a huge like still am, but not as much before. But like, uh, I loved loved freaking Metallica back in the day. Um, I had the Black Album it was one of the first albums I actually had, so I was a huge fan of that. Um, I really liked that song No Leave Clover. The Just, best song you know Metallica ever recorded, you mean? I, the, yeah, the easiest I song to like by Metallica? The best song they ever wrote for the best album ever made in metal that the entire band simultaneously died after recording? <laughs> or so says my lore because they wouldn't hurt me the way they have in the pr- in the current world by releasing more things of inferior quality after that perfect album? Well, yeah, I really like the song mainly because I, I'm a big fan of uh, music genres that mix instruments that don't normally go together. So I kind of like the whole, you know, the metal thing, and then they have the orchestra in the back kind of thing. Like, I really enjoy stuff like that. Like, I have one of the things I'm, a Nightwish. <laughs> yeah, well, I've heard Nightwish and I actually like Nightwish. Have you checked out um, Elwady because- yet? Which one? Yeah, there's a lot of instruments together. Elwady, E-L-U-V-E-I-T-I-E. No, I haven't, but I will. Uh, they are a cacophony of sound. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, Nightwish, I like that kind of stuff. Nightwish is also operatic and metal at the same time. Um, yeah, they're neoclassical. Sure, whatever that means in the modern Symphonic era. metal or yeah. neoclassical, whichever you want to <laughs> There's say. There's also, I, I forget what they're called, but it's sort they do like, they have an interesting Christmas album. The Trans-Siberian Psycho Stick. There you go, Trans-Atlantic, <laughs> yeah. Trans- Transatlantic, Transatlantic Delta Blues. Yeah, Trans- Transatlantic Orchestra. My girlfriend talks about that band quite a bit, so I was like, okay. I'll the TSO, get yeah. you the Death Harmonic by Death Clock. Yeah, that's so, got uh, instruments. Yeah, right. <laughs> I so, want like, to keep oh, my money. One of my recent uh, favorite things to listen to, even though it's not metal, was um, oh, what do they call it? There's a name for the genre, but it combines um, like oh, oh techno swing. I guess they call it. Oh, Electro, electro swing. swing. Yeah, Electro Swing, hmm. which is something I've been listening to because I enjoy it. It has that, like, beats from, like, electric music, but it, you know, there you go. You're just wrong so. about what good music is. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, okay. Huh. So, yeah. But I, I, I kind of enjoy that kind of stuff. But Yeah. I, I can appreciate metal. I'm not, like, a huge, passionate metalhead. I'll say that right now. But I can appreciate the art and the instruments and the skill that it takes to perform. That kind of stuff. So, say throwing in on another band that I found lately is if you're into punk rock and like thrash, uh, one of my coworkers introduced me a band called the Wilhelm Scream. Oh, they're good, yeah, yeah. Which I was like blown away with how much I enjoyed that. It was like the, it was like if you took like old style thrash and mixed it together with the band Pennywise. (laughs) You get this band. Oh, that sentence hurts me so deep down because <laughs> Pennywise, but it's not wrong. But Pennywise, ugh. <laughs> well, Pennywise is good. Yeah, well, I mean, like, there's this other band. I, I haven't heard too much about them, but I've heard they're kind of cool, I guess. Um, something, it, it's a wrestling move name. Drop. <sighs> Dropkick Murphys? That's what it is, I yeah. I fucking hate <laughs> you. I hate you to hell. <laughs> They seem kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, greatest bar band in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That feeling, that's what it's like when you guys talk about fucking food. I just want you to remember that, Charlie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> I know. So much <laughs> that last album. 
<laughs> Album fucking blue goats. <laughs> oh, uh, but yes, uh, that that's where the metal's been. I I suppose. Uh, hopefully, someone will come to town that piques my fancy, or I'll find some new band that's weird. Um, uh, if you're looking for real weird stuff, Van Canto, the heavy metal acapella Van band, Canto. is always worth a listen. Yeah. Wait. Heavy metal acapella? Run dun 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 Oh yeah. Dun 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 Okay, I you gotta send me a link because I'm I'm gonna fucking listen to this today. Yeah, it's it's a time. I have way too many of their CDs. Way too many. That's awesome. They are a band that my girlfriend hates because this shouldn't be a thing, and she's absolutely right. That should not be a thing. <laughs> yep, but here it is. <laughs> but there it is. Kind of like um, fucking Rainbow Dragon Eyes shouldn't be a thing. Man playing fucking chip tune out of a Game Boy and then heavy metal singing <laughs> over it. That's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now I, don't, or, I just sent you the link, but don't listen to it now or your he- no, headphones no. will blast it into your microphone. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not yeah, but... Uh, Moving on from that to our next email. Well, thank you for writing in, by the way. We Yeah, thanks, man. That was a fun one. All right, so yeah. uh, if Something Wicked Studios were not Something Wicked Studios, by Brendan. Dear Jeff and the rest of the Wicked Awesome cast, despite your Hi. ongoing insistence that the Wicked Awesome cast is indeed a podcast about video games and that Something Wicked Studios is indeed a gaming channel, occasionally, occasionally very non-gaming <laughs> stuff shows up. With that being said, if Something Wicked Studios were to suddenly stop being a gaming entity, what would it become? Also, when is the next video of Charlie cooking something that requires power tools coming out? Keep up the good work. <laughs> and people, yes, uh, keep up the good work, people. And yes, Jeff, people are listening. Oh, Jesus. Do you have to? <laughs> I like these emails calling you out specifically. <laughs> hey, you're in there too. Yeah. You apparently owe us all power tool, uh, power tool cooking. I haven't made an omelet lately. I'll make another one someday. <laughs> power tool cooking sounds like a fucking show that Tim Allen. You would need have. to make something with a sawzall. I don't care how you implement it, but I need something yeah. with a sawzall. Yeah. I actually, I do, I'd like while. to see you make a salad or something bullshit, and you're just like, "This is a head of lettuce." <laughs> I will never top the um, Adult Swim video that was the that was I'm um, using a sal uh, this guy who thought he made salad mixers that were just giant vibrators. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t- fifteen minute long Adult Swim like infomercial short bit that if you've never seen is fucking awesome. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying. Or I'm gonna say right now that if we were not the uh, Something Wicked Studios video game podcast, we'd be the Something Wicked Studios food cast. I, because we cannot I'll break that one. I, I think my yeah. ongoing joke has always been: if Something Wicked Studios fails, I'm just repurposing the existing cast yes. and all of the equipment to the nerdiest gay porn house ever. <laughs> That's the best use of your time. I don't know. Well. <laughs> recap- had experience in the sure, why not? <laughs> Gotta recap these losses somehow. There you go. <laughs> Take it out of your way to burn it down. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, no. I'd I'd tune into that <laughs> occasionally. No, no, yeah. you wouldn't. Make sure you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a camster account now. No, so hey! we, we have a fucking no, camster no, account? Don't. No, oh, no, wow. we don't. 
I, you Excellent. Wave Online's career can take off now. Uh, I'm thinking that would have existed only because I know we have a fucking vape.tv. Yeah, we account, do. So. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stay relevant, man. We got a vape.tv where the hot gaming shit drops. <laughs> Next to the sick vape portrayals. Right? Oh. No, I, I guess I will use this time to remind people. I think we talked about this back in, like, what, episode two? This is, like, version three of something Wicked Studios as an organization. It is this kind of collective thing, name, I keep resurrecting whenever I start something in the kind of nerd geek community. It was a... It was, um, a glass blowing thing at one point in time. It was a webcomic, technically. <laughs> it's. It was technically on the web. It's been it was technically a comic. It has been <laughs> things throughout history. Like, yep. so much so, friends that know me from, like, prior to high school go, like, holy shit, that came back. And I'm like, you can't, you can't come back if you never went away. Yeah. <laughs> Something Wicked Studios always relevant. So, uh, what do you think Something Wicked Studios would be if it wasn't a video game thing, Alex? I, I I have to go back to food. I think that would be the only other thing that like would make sense. It, it would, would be like, to talk oh, this about. is stuff we tried. This is stuff we had, and then all of a sudden it's like, by the way, this week I tried this Frankenstein of a fucking creation where I you know basically became the Tim Allen of the kitchen and combined power tools, Binford tools, and every single thing possible to fucking make like a giant sub sandwich or some shit which is kind of like actually I think we would have had a Super Bowl special we would have made some gruesome ass crazy dishes and that would have been part of the podcast was just I, talking about that I, like, I, I do cite Epic Meal Time as one of my inspirations to start a YouTube channel so yeah yeah like actually um, well little side note on the food thing um, a couple years ago I don't know if I ever told you about this but I made a six pound uh, bacon and cheese stuffed pizza burger nice yeah, it was uh, excellent. Yeah, it was like six pounds of ground beef with like three pounds of bacon and two pounds of cheese, like on top and stuffed inside the meat between two large Little Caesars pizzas. So I sliced <laughs> it like cake and served it. That's <laughs> awesome. You are also talking to someone who like still looks at food challenges and goes, "Yeah, I'm young enough to still do that." <laughs> Dude, speaking of which, I don't know if you saw it. There's a new place in LA called Burger Rim. Oh, also, we'd be the bitch about L.A. cast. Yes, that... Proceed. Yeah. It'd be the fuck <laughs> L.A. cast. Our logo would be its middle fingers pointed at L.A. Yeah. Like, this is... You know, everyone talking about how L.A. is great. This this is the shit that sucked about L.A. this week. Yeah. On this chart. Ongoing traffic. La La Land most... came out. Tourists are horrible again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, back to the food thing. What was it? Um, Oh. So there's this place in L.A. called Burger Rim. I think it's in Burbank or somewhere like that. But um, they have a burger challenge where they they sell mini burgers. And if you can eat, I believe it's 16 of them in 20 minutes, they will award you with, like, uh, well, first of all, the burgers would be free. 10 GP and a buckler? I don't know what they would give you exactly. but they, Probably a shirt. I think it's typically a shirt. A shirt. Yeah, a shirt. They put your picture on the wall, and I think you get a name a burger at some point. I'm not too proud to admit to the fact that um, I have on multiple occasions considered making an eating challenge a Something Wicked Studios video. There's a, there's a fat burger right next to my apartment, and they have an eating challenge of, like, 
eat a two pound burger kind of thing. And I have looked at that and been like, hey, that could be channel content. I'm a disgusting <laughs> enough of a pig person. I would be down to do it once I'm done with the liquor I, diet. So that's the thing. I think the only thing that could stop me from doing it was like someone else to do it with. And I've also been like, I wonder if next time Jeff is here, I could victimize him with this. Well, actually, Maybe, there's a. Th- I'm not that big. There, there's also a pizza place around here. I forget what it is, but they sell this huge, huge pizza. And I think between six people, if you have, if you can down it within an hour, you're good. I think a friend of mine actually did the math, and each person would be responsible for about, I would say, twelve to sixteen slices. I got it. I don't. Sweet baby Jeebus. Jeff, your skinny white ass is holding us back. Eat more. Yeah. Go on without me. Put down the guitars and pick up the cheeseburgers, Jeff. We need you. <laughs> Start double shoveling those fries, bitch. There you go. You're going to have to put, like, terrible food for me right beside my, my guitar rack every time I reach for it. No! Snap right. myself on the hand. Go for the Doritos. Get the fuck away from the guitar. <laughs> but yeah, Put down the but... fender. <laughs> Have so, you had the cake shake yet today, Jeff? No, I don't want you to drink another one. Drink it! <laughs> I had the breakfast cake shake. Have your dinner one, too. <laughs> Did you have your lunch one? There's a lunch one? There is now! <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I want a cake shake now. <laughs> now we want... <laughs> Actually, if you want what a you cake say, shake. you may accidentally create your own be- greatest desire. No, no, I've had a cake yeah. shake in L.A. There's a place that will serve me one. Yeah, I think oh, it's in like Big Sal's or, or Guilford's or something. Or something. Like I, I, I got one on the way back from the PlayStation fan experience. There's a restaurant that's like, they do burgers and takeout, and they're famous for the cake shake. Ah. It's real good and real <laughs> bad for you. They got your fingers for something. Yeah. Is that enough talking about food for the time being? (laughs) Yeah. Please the food gods. So we got one more email. Yes. And I I saved the most aimed at Alex for last. Yay. This one comes in from our buddy Drew. Um, Hey, Drew. Yes, hey, hey, Drew, indeed. Hey, guys. Drew from up north. So he writes in to say, hey, guys. So Alex has been on the podcast for a couple weeks now, and I've noticed the trend. Alex can't go a podcast without saying heinous. <laughs> I never noticed that. Neither did I. I went back and listened to a couple of things. And I'm like, holy fuck, he does. Hmm. But to continue Drew's email. Today I learned. To continue Drew's email, which is not a bad thing. It's a great I word. mean, technically, you could probably go through and find that there isn't one where I don't say the word fuck. Probably. <laughs> well, yeah. But... <laughs> Because fuck is punctuation. <laughs> Where we're from it is, yes. But to continue, yeah. to continue Drew's email, this is a, which is not a bad thing. It's a great word that really packs a punch. So what the email is really about is Alex needs a nickname. Exclamation Other than point. Maeve. So that's the thing. Right, so I'm, let's, let's, finish the, let's finish the email. Jeff has Invader Girl. Okay. Charlie has his Mordak or something. I like, like that, I believe. So... All, so all week since the podcast, I've been thinking of a nickname for him that would have that have that would have the word heinous. For example, the heinous one, Doctor Heinous, the one who hanes, Lord Heinous, the heinous prince, the 
of the heinous kingdom. The honorable Judge Heinous. Yes, I suppose you. I, I suppose you get the picture. So, I, I guess <laughs> technically, uh, in me and Jeff's case, ours are just our gamer tags we've had forever, and Alex's yep. is Mave Online. But I think the heinous Mave is the one that should go to Alex. That that combined his favorite word apparently and his actual gamer tag. <laughs> You know, I, I would not be opposed to it. Heinous Maeve, I, I can live with that. I can't live with, like, Judge Ain- Judge Heinous, because it sounds too much like Judge Anus. The Honorable Judge The Honorable Heinous, Judge Anus. Like, it's too close. <laughs> the Honorable Judge Anus uh, judges in wet t-shirt contests. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Judge Nasty. <laughs> Judge yeah. Nasty. So, Judge Heinous yeah. is into some other shit. I could, li- I could live with... Was it Heinous Mave? I guess. Heinous Mave. Heinous Mave. That's actually the not a bad one. It sounds like yeah. a like a D and D character. Heinous Mave. Yeah. yeah. My name is Heinous Mave. You can call me Hain. Yeah. I'm a caster. My first name yeah. is Low description level. of who I am. <laughs> who yep. I am and how I relate to people as a person. Heinous Maverick. <laughs> oh, I don't do. So, Maverick's not full part of the name. It's just Mave. It's just. <laughs> Heinous Mave. Heinous Mave or Mave the Heinous. I'll take either or. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Thank you for that, Drew. Thank Thank you you. for that, Drew. I'm not going to read the end of your email to the very end of the podcast because I have my reasons. Just tell him. I was, okay. Oh, he he called the shot, did he? He called the shot, and I'm going to give him the shot. Wow. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to give him the shot. He's calling two of them. (laughs) Yeah. So damn, Drew, okay. you on top of shit, dude. <laughs> so earlier this week, Charlie says, "Hey, by the way, Alex, you got fan mail," and I said, "Oh, really? I can't wait to read it. I'm so excited." You know, considering <laughs> I'm on, I've been on the podcast a few times, and I like, is it good? Is it bad? And he's like, "Oh, it's not really bad. I mean, it was like, it's cool, I guess." So I was like, "Well, what is it?" He's like, "You'll find out on Wednesday, which is when we record this podcast." So I said, what the fuck, man? Just tell me now. And this whole time, Charlie has kept his fucking lips shut. And I don't have access to wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. And none so, of you ever will. Yeah. I do. So, <laughs> do you? Yeah, you gave it to me forever ago. Oh. <laughs> I don't so, do I don't go there. So if I, you yeah. I try to keep content fresh and not know too much going into these Fair. things. Yeah. So if you wanted to keep me in suspense throughout the week, you could email wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. You could. Just to throw in the plug. <laughs> but yeah, so he wouldn't tell me. And in fact, the thing is, little, I guess, can I tell him about that we have notes we usually go over we before we start our we podcast? So we have a spreadsheet with notes about what we talk about. And in the spreadsheet this week, there was nothing written in the fan email section. And I'm pretty sure he didn't do it. He didn't forget. He did it on purpose and didn't put anything in the fan mail section or the emails to read. Knowing that I would probably look at it before the cast or before the recording, so he kept it in complete suspense until now. So thank you for your email, Drew. Yes. Also, it's um, uh, some of the emails we get in are not the easiest ones to read <coughs> on the air because they're a little choppy, as we all make mistakes in our emails. So typically, I put the side of summarized questions in there. When I have good, fun emails to read the entirety of, I read the entire one in full. Yeah. And also, so, yeah, I was keeping Alex from knowing what the fuck was going to happen. Yep. I'm thinking I'm going to get made fun of or something, but no. Turns out it was actually a really nice suggestion, and I'll run with it. Thank you, Drew. Heinous Mave. Yeah. Yeah. 
Drew from up north is also the man who brought us the Himalayan bear pigs mentioned yes. not too previously. <laughs> oh, God. That was a weird one. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was awesome. But yes, uh, Drew, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna close your email just yet because when you call your shot from up north this well, I have to respect it. So um, we'll, we'll, thank you for writing in, Drew from up north. We'll, we will return to this email though in a second. But so yeah, we are the Wicked Awesome Cast. Uh, you can find us on the YouTube, on the Twitter or something, and the Instagrams and the social media places. We're on the Book of Faces. We have content slowly going up. That whole um, getting bodied through a goddamn floor by a disease uh, kind of fucked up my editing schedule a little bit. I'm like, I'm going to be so productive this weekend. I'm going to have a hard time opening my eyes because the light burns them this weekend. <laughs> Day in the life of Jeff. I'm going to have a hard time sustaining an appropriate level of hydration this weekend. So I, I apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> content is coming. The Ruby Grim Eclipse stuff mentioned will hopefully be going up in the pod week this podcast happens during, et cetera, et cetera. I hope content will get more consistent, maybe back up to three times a week soon, but I make no promises. Work's been special, and uh, other stuff's going on that makes my weekends less good for editing. But yes... I will try to maintain the at least two episodes a week, though, or two updates a week, hopefully back up to three soon. But, yeah, any other words from you, gentlemen, before I let Drew take us out? I think I'm good. I think I think Drew's got too much power. I can't hold him back. Drew has the power this week. Yeah. I, think... uh, I got nothing to say other than thank you and... Uh, no! Nope. Made... Oh, fine, that's fine, that's fine. I'm going to cut you off. Don't the... take the shot. Don't take the shot. <laughs> Drew what, I wasn't going to say. I was going to say thank you and thanks for the new nickname. And, you know, Hannes Mabe signing off for this week, I guess. Fair but. enough. So, uh, okay. Holy Good shit. Relax. It's okay. It's okay. So, I would um, steal I, this from Drew. So, 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 Drew at the end writes, P.S. Cue the metal. Cue the metal.